killing the world as they prove to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm killing, I'm always proving it's the same. Yeah, the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes. Very informative. When I'm home, Tim, I'm always tuned in for days. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, Tim, in the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. Approximately 40 to 60 cars and multiple tractor trailers were involved in the crashes, two of which even caught fire. Apart from casualties, over 30 people were injured on both sides of Interstate Highway. They were later transported to multiple area hospitals. The highway was shut down in both directions in Montgomery County to clean up the area due to damages caused by the storm. Overnight, just nine kilometers from the evacuee reception center in Wildwood, a house, garage, and shop on this family farm were leveled by flames tearing across Yellowhead County. It was hoped crews could get a better handle on the two fires on opposite sides of the Yellowhead Highway after dark. Last night, we expected when the wind died down and the temperature dropped and the, the humidity came that the fire would slow. 
Um, it didn't slow as much as was anticipated. The risk made for a worrisome night at the evacuation centers. Around 500 people have been evacuated from the parkland blaze threatening Entwistle, and another 800 were forced to flee Evansburg and the Lobstick Resort subdivision. The Parkland County fire is now two kilometers from the Yellowhead Highway and just two and a half from the town of Entwistle. That fire south of the highway started in Trestle Creek and has consumed 200 hectares of land, despite crews attacking it from the ground and the air. As for a recent research conducted by the Cambridge University, deadly heat waves are now threatening India's growth, reversing its progress in poverty elevation, health and even economic growth. In 2022, heat waves in the most populous country killed dozens of people, slashing crop yields by as much as one third in some areas. Temperatures also increased 15 degrees Celsius above normal, hitting at least 46 degrees Celsius in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh in India. The extreme heat waves sparked at least 300 wildfires across the country. And even as power plants burned more coal, India experienced a nationwide electricity shortage. Hence, according to the new research, scenarios like this, which we are witnessing in today's time, they will become more common as extreme heat driven by climate change will result in damaging crops, starting fires and endanger people's health in the country. As for statistics, at least 24,000 people have died from heat wave in India in the last 30 years. Climate change has made heat waves there and in neighboring Pakistan up to 100 times more likely. And temperatures are expected to break records every three years something that would happen just once every 300 years if the environment wasn't undergoing such radical changes that we are witnessing in today's time. The Cambridge research further suggests that India is especially at a risk and the government may be underestimating the threat. A new wave of disruption is on the horizon. The next wave of upheaval will hit our jobs. Listen to this carefully. 14 million jobs could be eliminated in the next five years. 14 million. That's the prediction of the World Economic Forum. They've published a survey just ahead of the International Workers' Day, also known as May Day. It's today, the 1st of May. Workers around the world marched on the streets today in France. There were massive protests. One million workers hit the streets. Many of them are opposing President Macron's new pension policy. We've been discussing it on the show. What about the rest? What are they protesting? Around the world, women and men are marching on Labor Day to ask for better wages, better living standards, better working conditions. But the job market is changing and changing dramatically. We are in a period of disruption and we have advanced warning. But are we prepared for what's coming? Are we prepared for the loss of another 14 million jobs in five years? And you know what will drive this change? Technology. Artificial intelligence, it will change the workplace as we know it. It will have both positive and negative impact. It will create jobs for those who can develop and manage AI tools. It will also take away jobs like those that involve record keeping. So technology will be a big disruptor whether we like it or not. And next are already here. The microchip implants use the same technology that's in contact with credit cards, which have made cash pretty much obsolete in Sweden. No cash. At this tech fair, a chipping event for those on the cutting edge. 
merging their hands with this new technology. I thought it would be fun, right? The process is simple and swift. A pinch of the skin, and in a matter of seconds, the chip is inserted. Transformation is complete. As for the pain... I barely felt it. But even in this nation of early adopters, not everyone is racing to get chipped. Feel less human. I will feel like a robot. I think, I mean, it's so much more data can go into this, you know, and it's in your body. There's no central registry tracking how many people are shipped, but biohacker Hannes Wellblood estimates between five and 10,000. In the future, do you think everyone is going to be shipped? See, y'all, you see how they're trying to chip y'all now, and you got clown that's working with the enemy trying to convince y'all to go get it. Go do it. Who want to be chipped? Who want to... See? Oh, the Bible is fake. The Bible is fake. But you see, these prophecies are revealing, man. You see, these prophecies are revealing. I hope y'all got y'all head on straight, bro. That's all I got to say. Hey, Shalom Israel, Lord in Christ. It's Officer 500 Barakia Allah with the ISPK. And right now I'm going to show you that China Mac, who claims to be loving black people, giving back to the community, is nothing but a goddamn hypocrite. You would never really see us selling drugs in the community. You know what I'm saying? If anything, we would get the, we would get the drugs and push it somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't see that. You know, and, and, and I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say um it was... Because, well, I want to say most, the majority of reason of why that was so is, I'm sure a piece of, uh, like a good part of it was that we didn't want to give it to our own people. You know what I'm saying? Long story short, China Mac is basically saying, we Chinese are not going to sell drugs in Chinatown, but we're going to sell drugs outside of Chinatown in different neighborhoods. For those who may ask, those neighborhoods are predominantly black and Hispanic neighborhoods. You understand? That's where he's pushing the product. You understand? But he claims to so-called love black people to give back to the community. Well, guess what? By pushing drugs in our community instead of his own, he is part of our destruction. Now, let me clarify that statement, right? I'm not saying he should push drugs in his own community. What I'm saying is that if he claims to love so-called blacks, you understand? Why is he pushing drugs in our community? You understand? That's just to show you that no matter how much these nations claim to be, you know, allies with you, share your struggle, love so-called blacks and Latinos, they really are hypocrites because at the end of the day, they are part of our oppression and our destruction. And this is why we should only love so-called black Latinos and native Indians because only so-called black Latinos and native Indians are able to love each other. You understand? We can't get love from no other nation on the face of the earth. The Chinese, just like the Caucasian, are our oppressors. A camera happened to catch the moment the drone descended on the Kremlin and was blown up by air defences. The Russians say there were two drones 15 minutes apart at 2.27 and 2.43 a.m. and they're blaming Ukraine. At first light, security officials climbed up to look at the damage. President Putin's whereabouts are top secret and he rarely if ever sleeps in the Kremlin. The Ukrainians know that. If they were responsible, which they deny, 
it might have been an attempt to show that Ukraine can strike at the heart of President Putin's power. But the attack also plays into Moscow's narrative that Russia is under threat from Ukraine and the West. Russian TV said it was a planned terrorist attack by Ukraine, targeting the Russian head of state. President Putin was shown unharmed, meeting the governor of Nizhny Novgorod, apparently in his residence outside Moscow. The incident may help him sell the idea that Russia is the victim of this war and more men should sign up to fight. President Zelensky, meeting Nordic leaders in Helsinki, denied that Ukraine was responsible. And yet Ukraine has been attacking targets inside Russia. This oil depot in Krasnodar was hit yesterday, reportedly by a Ukrainian drone. Ukraine frequently denies such attacks or simply says nothing. Last night, a train was blown up and derailed in Bryansk, just over the Russian side of the border, seemingly an attempt to disrupt Russian supply lines. Attacking Red Square, though, would be a significant symbolic escalation. 13 suspected gang members were reportedly beaten to death and set on fire by mob in Haiti on the 24th of April. It was the most horrific instance of vigilante violence witnessed in recent history in Haiti. Later on the same day, six more gang members were allegedly killed by the police and later were burnt by the residents. United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has termed the security situation in Haiti to be comparable to a nation that is at war. Criminal gangs now control about 80% of the Port au Prince metropolitan area in Haiti. With close to 200 gangs operating with impunity, gunfights between police and gang members are fairly routine. Trapped in the crossfire, it is the local residents who bear the brunt. Bloody turf wars between rival gangs have left hundreds dead and thousands displaced. This past Monday, encroaching gangs targeted the hilly suburbs of Haiti's capital but were met with stiff resistance. The gang invaded us here in Canopy Ward from the top of the hills at 2 a.m. Bullets were raining down everywhere and they surrounded the area. Women and children did not know where to go. So we took out our machetes, threw stones and they dispersed. The police met them on the way. Soon thereafter, in an unfortunate episode of vigilante violence, a crowd took the suspected gangsters away from police, beat and stoned them before putting tires on them, pouring gasoline and burning them to death. If the gangs come to invade us, we will defend ourselves. We have our own weapons. We have our machetes. We will take their weapons. We will not run away. Mothers who want to protect their children can send them elsewhere. The UN's aid chief is calling on Sudan's warring factions to guarantee the safe passage of humanitarian supplies. Martin Griffiths said six World Food Programme aid trucks had been looted en route to Darfur, despite assurances of safety and security. It's not as if we're asking for the moon. We're asking for the movement of humanitarian supplies. People. We do this in every other country, even without ceasefires. It's a traditional humanitarian enterprise to go where others... Yeah, I got to stop on that. Y'all know... He said they're trying to give them supplies and stuff. America is doing that because they got they they on some slick stuff. Now how are they gonna go out here and get supplies 
and they got people in America is hungry, homeless, and and our economy is falling down. You see the flim flam, y'all? I told you they're bullies and they don't play fair. Now listen to what he said. We analyzing the world, man. Griffiths was speaking from Port Sudan, where many have fled amid fighting between Sudan's army and the paramilitary rapid support forces. The conflict has created a humanitarian crisis with around 100,000 people forced to flee to neighboring countries, according to the UN. Aid deliveries have been held up in a country where around one third of people were already relying on humanitarian assistance. Sudan's warring factions have agreed to a new seven-day ceasefire starting on Thursday. But on Wednesday, airstrikes could again be heard in the capital Khartoum. As citizens get up to choose their- I'm gonna ask y'all a question. He said they had a ceasefire. And then after that, they <clears throat> begin. If somebody else doing some hidden agenda, stirring Haiti up like that. You know, Haiti is a part of our nation. Anyway, they're going to feel the wrath. You know, and if they run around just like some of the African men up there wearing them pink panties in, yo, mm-hmm. You know, so y'all got to watch these words, how they be saying it. Now, y'all tell me on the, on the strength, right? He said in America going all over the world trying to help people. That's what we do. And look all when they in the name of trying to help y'all, they setting up guns in, in, in the refuge or some old slick stuff or they bringing in the CIA so they can go and do their little slick stuff. Because I don't see, I, for me being a common man and I'm watching TV and I'm seeing my, myself and I'm saying, Sam, that's crazy. Um, your um, if you don't meet the criteria by June, the government is falling. But you helping other people. The government is falling because of the money, and you don't gave Ukraine so many billion dollars. Um, and I'm trying to be, and when I was looking at the. The, 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 the dude who said he's the captain something over the planet and one of the guys said something and he said that they got to leave America and then and they didn't want to go willingly so a whole lot of stuff is coming out the shot the, the train wreck and all these other gadgets that going around Mm, mm, mm. We know, uh, like I say, y'all, you know the most high coming near. I hope y'all getting yourself together, bro. For real. For real. For real. Next leader, the interior minister in Turkey has made a damning claim. He says that the West, and particularly the US here, is using the elections to stage a political coup in Turkey. The interior minister tweeted a television interview of himself making the point as he was speaking on air. The channel played the video of the US President Joe Biden speaking about backing opposition leader Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu if he became the president. 
he is the head of the Republican People's Party and is within one or two percentage points of Erdogan. Now, Vion cannot independently <laughs> verify. <laughs> y'all be out of y'all mind. If Biden is, is Biden is lobbying for somebody else, you know the the person is wicked. Because look at the wicked now under Biden's rulership. The new who claims are true or not, but one cannot negate the timing of this claim. There are two things to keep in mind here. That the D-Day is just two weeks away. And the second, that polls show that Erdogan's comeback is not certain. Erdogan has been at the top of the seat for more than 20 long years in Turkey. But on May 14th, he will be facing his toughest challenge yet. If he loses the election, the Turkish political landscape will change dramatically. But the big question is, how far can he go to not make that possible? See y'all, that's what I'm saying. I know Turkey listening to me. What your and, and one of Turkish person said, "Well, face, what you think about that? What your what your analyzation on that?" Well, I don't know too much what's going on in Turkey. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Turkey got some Turkey. I know Turkey got some um dues to pay. But I can only tell Turkey if anybody is love lovey dovey up with America, they they up to no good. Because you know, where's the wisdom in this, y'all? That's what I'm saying. Where's the wisdom? Where's the understanding? Okay. Wisdom tell me. Now look at America and how they do it to America. And this man reaching out to him saying, I'm dealing with this dude that's dealing with me in America. And I'm crooked as hell. And he want to be crooked as hell or he want to plot or whatever. However he want to, two devils shaking hands or whatever. Y'all, y'all continue having people ruling country that already got some skin in the game. Y'all need to get some common people with some common wisdom and understanding. Because the people that y'all putting up there now is not right for you. Not doing the right thing. Got some shady with them. You know, it's it it you know, I'm looking at this stuff and I'm analyzing how you know power is the glory. So in order to get the power, I got to kill people. I got to deceive people to get that power. And when I get that power, I'm up to no good. Power is only what you give that person. Because you could be the richest man in the world and nobody pay you no attention. He powerless. So, 
He went what he got and what he doing. He be by himself, do trying to do whatever. He powerless. That's why they go out here and get his money and get soldiers to do what they do to make them power folk. But hey, when you get a, a common man, a righteous man, a man uh, uh, with a righteous heart, become your leader. And he's strictly for having the people, you know, people to be free, mentally, financially, and spiritually. But hey, this ram around here, bro, these things that going around here, bro, it's not too good right now. Midnight basketball and get them together a bunch of jive folks try to see if they can be Michael Jordan. When they found out they were keeping schools open, so gangs come off streets instead of out raping my mother, marauding me, robbing the local store. They're in a gymnasium, and my daughter will be safer, my wife will be safer, my mother will be safer, and I will be safer. And I will be happy. Y'all hear the racist remark Joe Biden be saying in his younger years. Now, if you if you're a bigot, you gonna always be a bigot, man. If you your principal out there was bigotry, and all he was talking about was black folk, y'all ain't get the cue. Jive, trying to be like Michael Jordan. Who be jiving? Be trying to be like Michael Jordan so they open up the school. Now, they closed the school. They did the opposite. Right? They did the opposite. Well, this getting black people to do this and, 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 and being off the street and having them something to do. And they see that. Now, they stop that and we get this. Huh. Did Vladimir Putin just show the world that Jesus is a black man? Okay, can you say, can you just say what you just said? And, uh, Pico Pico was a black Spaniard, mm-hmm. and a lot of the indigenous people along here were blacks too. You guys mm-hmm. need to know that. Those Moors and those Spaniards, they were black. Remember General Pico Pico? They, uh, Pico Boulevard here in LA, West LA? He was a black general sent out here by the military to do excavating of the land. And, and, and uh, also Sepulveda. Sepulveda was more, uh, I guess, Mexican. Really? But Pico was blacker than me. Do your history. And there was a lot up, of black. In and he died broke. And that's mm-hmm. the reason they started taxes, right? Today. Look up that history. It's interesting. Oh, um, I can't wait to be on TikTok. Yeah, them snacks. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I'm about to piss off the liberals again. But I don't give a fuck. Facts. Never give a fuck. Black people and white people, I want you to understand something. If you don't know the history of America, pay attention. I'm going to break it down quickly as possible. Mm, Break it down. After the Civil War, when black people were free, Mm. 
They had problems with the Democratic Party. They were still killing black people. They were still taking black people's land. They still were destroying their livestock and burning down their homes. The abolitionist party, also known as the Republican Party, started a group called the NRA, the National Rifle Association. This group was started. A group of good white folks started this group to arm and protect the newly free slaves. Right. They protected them, much to the chagrin of their own lives. 500,000 good white people died protecting black people. That's what the Republican Party was. Mmm, they rest in paradise. And to combat the NRA weaponizing black people, the Democratic Party started another group. This group was called the Ku Klux Klan. Everything I'm saying is factual. Go read your history. Yeah, go read your history. They combated the Ku Klux Klan, the NRA, and black people and white people together. The Republican Party never was stronger. And black people at that time never was richer. All facts. After we were freed from slavery, all the jobs we were made to do became jobs that still needed to be done. And black people were successful because of that. We bought millions of acres of farmland. Tell you migrated to the north. Then a lady named Margaret Sanger started an organization in 1916 called Planned Parenthood with the express reason to destroy the black population. Years later, our black asses took our kids and took our pregnant women to this organization and aborted our children. At that time, we were 26% of the population. Now we're 13%. The Democratic Party was never formed, and they still are Now that I can no longer upload 10-minute TikToks, instead I thought I would make a multiple-part series discussing Lebanon. Now, this article, it doesn't really have much to do with the point of the video, but I thought it was interesting because it grounds what I'm saying in the present. What I want to talk about is how Lebanon played a central role in the Israel-Palestine situation and how in the 1980s when Israel invaded it, it really changed things and how it cracked the veneer of Israel's... of Israel's argument that it was always defending itself israel unjustly invaded lebanon it inflicted war crimes on the country and it also allowed abhorrent things to happen to the palestinian population along with the civilians of lebanon now you could simply point to the fact that lebanon was basically involved in this because israel's northern border is with lebanon however this isn't the only reason at this point syria were a much bigger enemy although they still are they were a much bigger enemy of the west now although we don't like assad's regime this was all framed with a Cold War lens, and Hafez al-Assad, the father of Bashar al-Assad, the current ruler of Syria, was seen as a Soviet proxy, and his regime was obviously therefore an enemy of the West, and also, at that time, Hafez was very, very anti-Israel. 
Now this is the other reason that Israel was very interested in Lebanon. Now this photo is taken from Black September or that is sometimes called the Jordanian Civil War. If you didn't know, Black September is also the name of the terror organization that killed the Israeli um, Olympians at the 1972 Olympic Games. But anyway, there was been a confrontation between the PLO and the Jordanian Hashemite Kingdom. They were basically sick of the way that the PLO were behaving within Jordan. They were basically constituting a state within a state, doing whatever the hell they wanted. This included plane hijackings and other acts of terrorism against the Israeli people. Now, this eventually resulted in the PLO having to flee from Jordan, and they were naturally needed somewhere needing to find somewhere else to go and they chose lebanon from 1971 onwards israel uh, the plo began raiding israel regularly through the southern border of lebanon but the reason that israel was also so upset is because when jordan when palestinians were in jordan they were naturalized and they were given citizenship whereas in lebanon they basically lived in these camps now this experience of living in camps and such created solidarity and all of a sudden the plo was building a palestinian resistance that was no longer limited to one place it was covering the occupied territory so that's the west bank and gaza but also these diasporic palestinians all of a sudden a solidarity was building something which terrified Israel and I will discuss as this series goes on. Thank you for watching Pop. West Asia is staring at another war. Israel versus Palestine, Israel versus Hamas and Israel versus Lebanon. It's a complicated mix. Rockets and threats are raining on Israel and they're paying back in kind. And the way things are going, it could blow up into a full-fledged war. We say this because it has happened before and it started exactly like this. The tension began at the Al-Aqsa Mosque. We've been telling you about the clashes there, the Al-Aqsa Mosque. This mosque is the third holiest site in Islam after Mecca and Medina. It is said that the Prophet Muhammad ascended to heaven from here. Now the same mosque is a site of conflict. Israeli forces raided the mosque to remove worshippers who were apparently carrying weapons. The Palestinians fought back. Soon the fighting spread beyond the mosque compound. Militant group Hamas entered the fray. They started firing rockets at Israel, first from Gaza, then from Lebanon. Yesterday, there was a barrage of rockets that came from Lebanon. Israel responded with warplanes and conducted airstrikes on Lebanon. And both sides are now issuing threats. Hamas says, and I'm quoting, they won't sit with their arms crossed in the face of Israeli aggression. Israel says Hamas will pay a price for this. And these rocket firings uh, came after days of escalating violence uh, in uh, East Jerusalem, mainly after Israeli police raided uh, at least twice a very sensitive holy site uh, in uh, East Jerusalem, the Al-Aqsa compound. Uh, there was uh, responses from uh, uh, militant groups in Gaza, rockets were fired in southern Israel, and then we had on Thursday also rockets were fired. Uh, from Lebanon and then Israel retaliated. But I have to say this is a rare uh, a rocket strike from the Syrian territory because usually what we've been seeing here in the past years, Israel is actually carrying out a lot of airstrikes 
on Syrian territory. They are saying uh, they want to uh, prevent Iranian entrenchment near their northern borders, so they keep on targeting, you know, weapon storages and uh, infrastructure uh, in uh, Syria. They usually do not officially uh, claim these attacks, but in recent weeks, uh, those air raids have been intensifying and also have uh, contributed to more tensions at the northern border. And given the whole context, of course, you know, this will also, uh, of course, add to the tensions already here in the region. Well, there were two barrages of rockets uh, being fired, according to reports here. Six rockets in total, one late on Saturday night, uh, one barrage uh, early on uh, Sunday morning, uh, launched from southern Syria uh, at the uh, Israeli-occupied Golan Heights. Two of them, uh, we understand, landed in open areas in, uh, in Israel. One uh, landed in uh, Jordan. 34 rockets were fired from Lebanon. Israel said it intercepted most of them. The ones that got through did cause damage. Some buildings were hit, two people were injured. They were hit by shrapnel. For Israel, the rocket attacks are a clear provocation. This is the biggest strike from Lebanon, from Lebanese soil, since 2006. That's the year when Israel and Lebanon went to war. And this time, the attacks are coming from Hamas in Lebanon. At least that's what Israel says. Hamas is a militant group morphed into a political party. It controls the Gaza Strip. Israel calls the Hamas a terrorist organization. It says they are the ones who fired the rockets from Lebanon. Israel initially uh, responded with artillery and also with a drone uh, strikes targeting uh, the rocket launchers. That's according to an army statement. They later also said that they carried out additional strikes targeting a military compound, radar systems, artillery posts of the Syrian army. So. Syrian state media reported blasts uh, near the uh, Syrian capital of Damascus uh, in the state media there. Israeli defense forces were quick to counter-attack. They dispatched jets. They struck targets inside Lebanon and also across the Gaza Strip. Around 3.30 a.m. there were aviation airstrikes and we felt it. Then they struck here, but we weren't sure of it in the village. People went onto the streets but didn't know. When we saw the soil, I knew it was here in our farmland, so we came and viewed it. People came to check the crater caused. We depend on God. May God ease it on everyone. Israeli fighters used around 20 missiles. They hit at least four sites in a span of 10 minutes. And this may not be the end of Israeli action. Prime Minister Netanyahu has promised a strong response. Recently, I have made it clear that our enemies should not misjudge us. The internal debate in Israel will not prevent us from taking action against them wherever and whenever necessary. Regarding the aggression against us on the other fronts, we will strike our enemies and they will pay the price for any act of aggression. Hamas too wants to punish Israel for the clashes at Al-Aqsa, among other things. Before the rocket attacks, the Hamas sent out this warning. What happened in Al-Aqsa Mosque, the Israel forces' assaults on the worshippers is a crime and is a violation of all human rights and laws, and the occupation should be held responsible for it and its repercussions, because our people will not let this pass without a response to the terrorizing of the worshippers, worshippers who were safe in the house of God. 
The strike on Gaza this morning is an attempt to prevent Gaza from uniting with our people in Jerusalem. We will remain to function as a shield to our people in Jerusalem and the blessed Al-Aqsa Mosque. There is a UN peacekeeping force in Lebanon. It has issued a statement. It says the situation is quote-unquote extremely serious. The United Nations has urged restraint. So has the United States. The U.S., remember, is Israel's top ally. It says Israel has the right to defend itself, but both sides should work towards dialing down tensions. We are concerned by the scenes uh, out of Jerusalem, and it is our viewpoint that it is absolutely vital that the sanctity of holy sites be preserved. We condemn the launch of rockets from uh, from Lebanon and Gaza at Israel. Our commitment to Israel's security is ironclad, and we recognize Israel's legitimate right to defend itself against all forms of aggression. America says the sanctity of the holy site should be preserved. And that's a complicated issue. This is a site where Jewish temples once stood. They were demolished centuries ago. Now there are mosques and a peace deal that hardly holds. Jews can visit the site, but they cannot pray here. Muslims can pray, but they were flushed out of the mosque by Israeli forces. It was a security operation. The worshippers had explosive fireworks in the mosque. It is happening during the, the Muslim holy month of Ramadan. Study the Bible so I know it well. Yeah, can't let nobody make myself a cell. Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself. I fear God, I told him I don't want to go to hell. Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking, what's the gift in me? Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it. I switch my style, some people love it, some trying to get with it. I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written. I make mistakes, but I embrace them, I'm still human. I'm still human. I escape from that place that made me feel ruined. So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing. And pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid. Why do I feel I'm unable, double-minded, I'm unstable? Wanna put all me on the table so God can make me an angel. Was living life like Cain, cause I was jealous of Abel. God told me, look up, child, I just wanna save you. I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this. For you, I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss. Every time I drop a hit, I still don't feel the bliss. And deep down, I know it's only cause I'm still living in sin. You transform my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them. Transform my gifts so now I can't even rap with them. I need to use my talents cause the devil be distracting them. Officer's widow is suing Tupac and his record company for a hundred million dollars. What do the people claim though? Because there were some lyrics in the song about cop dusting or something like that, right? Well, actually, the story that they were talking about is called Soldier Story. And it wasn't about killing cops at all. That's just what the media took, because you know they're going to take what they want. It was about somebody who was so scared of police brutality that he panicked when they pulled him over. They finally pulled me over and I left. Remember Rodney King and I blast on this punk ass. And it showed how his life fell apart. Now I got a murder case. At the end of the story, he died. Caught a bullet in my head. The screams never left my mind. My brother caught a bullet too. But I think he gonna pull through if he deserves to. This past life ain't everything they told you. And never get much older to follow the tracks of a soldier. But they didn't say that. They didn't talk about none of that. They just took what they wanted. The media generally has portrayed Tupac in basically a negative light. Your song, I Don't Give an F, 
I start the song out sitting in a paddy wagon and the cops are bragging about beating up another brother. What that shows is what the media on any day is able to show you about anyone's life. And in reality, people live their life on a day-to-day -day basis. So I feel like my job is to tell a story, the whole story, and I can't censor it. Whatever you say, censor it or making it right, it's still censoring it. You know, we all got to have the knowledge of what's going on, and that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, so you don't advocate cop killing? Not at all. I don't advocate violence in any way. I, I'm just, just, I'm just curious as to whether the song that he was listening to had anything to do with cop killing or... No, not, I, not, I, I just said I don't write songs about cop killing. But I it did have song, the lyrics in there. Of the songs on your album mention cop killing? No. Oh, that's they don't. not true. No, all that my songs talk true. about police brutality and self-defense. Now that's something different. If we're going to talk about police, this man over here is in a really rough area, and he puts his life on the line every day. I got so much respect for him for that, but look, we have to live in the same neighborhoods without bulletproof vests, without backup, without um, walkie-talkies, without guns, without tear gas, without pepper spray, without batons. So now we have to fix the problem. I knew that that media is a machine that you either work with it or against, so he worked with it. These people don't see it every no, day. No, but what I would no, like to see it is for children in our country to have a better future than what you guys have. And that's not going to happen when he's repressing his generation and his people by saying they have no hope. What do you know about my people? I know a lot about what your do you people. Know about my people? Charity, get no, money, charity. Fight the guilt weight does not mean you know about the young black yeah. man. What would you say is the answer to that violence? No, it's making music is what I'm doing now. It sparks dialogue, and that's how laws get made. That's how change get made. I see no changes. All I see is racist faces. Harsh treatment of Palestinian prisoners in Israeli jails has long been a painful issue for all Palestinians, including militant groups. Not once. Rockets were fired from Gaza in protest or in revenge for violation of the Palestinian detainees' rights. The death of Hadar Adnan put back in the spotlight all that and one particular widely condemned policy that Israel is using, administrative detention. A person is held behind bars without charge at trial simply based on allegations that he or she plans to commit a crime in the future. The Geneva Convention makes it clear it is an exceptional measure that can only be used under circumstances like an armed conflict or a threat to national security. Israel says the tactic helps prevent attacks and can find potentially dangerous individuals. But in any case, Sahar Francis from Adamir Group, that protects the rights of the Palestinian prisoners, explains it should only be for limited time. In Israel, though, the initial six-month-long administrative detention could be extended indefinitely. In the administrative detention case, Israel clearly committing a war crime and a crime against humanity according to the uh, ICC uh, Rome statute because this is arbitrary detention. Administrative detention was the case with the late Hadar Adnan. It is the case for hundreds of other Palestinians, including minors, women and the elderly. These detainees often go on hunger strike. Hadar died after 87 days on it. Human rights groups say hunger is their only tool to fight for justice. Uh, this is amounts to psychological torture because when you're arrested indefinitely and you don't know why you are arrested and when you would be arrested, this is a very harsh uh, psychological pressure. Torture for the detainees and for their families. The mother of Hassan Shuka, a 34-year-old father of two from Bethlehem, says they are all Hadra Adnans. 
Out of the last 18 years, her son has spent a total of 17 behind bars. Under administrative detention, he was never separated from the rest of the prison population, with jail personnel treating him exactly like the others. Hassan was detained seven times, most recently in September 2021. I feel frustrated, angry, disappointed. I get depressed every time. I'm waiting and waiting and he tells me they cancelled my release. How would a mother feel about it? I'm in shock. While we were speaking with Om Hassan, someone called her. Apparently, it was an officer of Shabak, the Israeli security service. She asked to talk to Hassan, but in vain. The call didn't bring any good news. Her son remains detained. You say Hader Adnan? He went on a strike against his own will. He had no other options. Hassan, my son, is striking for the same reason. Khalil Awad was about to die on his hunger strike. It's their only way to escape long detention. The UN, Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International have repeatedly condemned Israel for overusing administrative detention, asking to stop the abusive practice. These practices would appear to be arbitrary detention, which is strictly prohibited under international law, including international humanitarian law. But this unified global call has made little change. More than a thousand Palestinians are currently held in Israeli jails under administrative detention. That's according to latest reports by human rights groups. And despite international condemnation, this number is constantly on a rise, adding fuel to an already tense enough Israeli-Palestinian conflict. No child needed these shots and the infection fatality rate in children is nil. So uh, it, it really begs the question why. Um, this is a slide just for you to, to have uh, evidences from way back when uh, showing that there, the rates of death from COVID itself in children was basically nothing. And this is in comparison to the, the deaths that have been reported in the context of VAERS. Again, I reiterate, uh, no, no child needed these shots. Uh, they were pushed on children and children have died, according to the reports in VAERS. Um, again, this is underreported. We don't know the actual number, but you can multiply that by something. Um, not one child should die in the context of a prophylactic treatment where there's no risk for death from the disease. Period. Not one. Dr. Kissinger, our time, uh, our satellite time is running out. What wonderful opportunity to conclude our week here with such uh, concrete proposals and ideas of how we can really create, I would say, a new world order. Dr. Kissinger, our... The goal ultimately is to transform our free and democratic societies um, yeah, into totalitarian societies. Their goal is to strip each and every one of us of our fundamental rights of freedom, democracy, the rule of law. They want to get rid of all of this. And they're robbing us of our identity. Whether it be our national identity, our cultural identity, they won't even stop to rob us of our sexual identity. <laughs> the very core of who we are they don't even stop there. This whole COVID thing had never anything to do with public health. It never had anything to do with breaking waves. 
it always had to do with breaking people in order to make us a part of a mindless, malleable mass, which they can totally control and we will be completely dependent upon this globalitarian elite. That's what they have in store for us. You're sitting in the EU parliament, but you can take any kind of international governing body or organization. It is no longer by the people, for the people. From now on, it will be by the globalitarian elites, for the globalitarian elites, and nothing else. Check this out, y'all. She said something that caught my ear, y'all. I be listening. Since I've been on this podcast, y'all, I be listening. I be listening. I told y'all I'm trying to learn how to be neutral, fam. You know, that's my new strategy for me being on the podcast so I won't be so, you know, be one-sided. Always, always thinking my way is the best way or my way is that way. So I just be neutral like the referee. What it sound, what what sounds, what sound. You know what I'm saying? Y'all hear, y'all hear the stuff on the news. Now I'm bringing you stuff on my news. You know what I do. I'm a world analyzer. So she said, breaking the people. I was like, wow. You know, I see that. How they trying to break us as a nation. And, 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 and break us as common men and common women. You know, first, they try to break us with um, this this um, money thing. Then they try to break us with this Rona thing. Then they trying to break us with this, with this, um, this um, digital dollar thing. So, are we going to allow these people to break us like this? Are we going to allow these people to try to manipulate our minds and our bodies and our soul like this? Is it time? Is it real? I don't understand that, fam. We looking at things that we shouldn't be looking at and the things that we should be looking at. (coughs) That's what we do. And walk away. These people putting the power on us. common common people out here trying to do the right thing trying to trying to provide for their family friends and their loved ones <clears throat> and try to do the righteous of what the most I want them to do but we end up like this 
How we analyzing this, fam? Let's analyze some more. Be labeled as racist and discrimination without an, without a response. ISIS, the Taliban, and Al Qaeda. Those are the folks who discriminate. We bombed a building in 2017 like we never usually do. We bombed it because they threw homosexuals off that building. Our terrorist enemies hate homosexuals more than we do. They're the ones who discriminate. Our job in the military, our Navy creed, I'm committed to excellence and fair treatment of all. That's what we learn in boot camp. That's what we drill into ourselves each and every day while we're in boot camp. Please vote up on this bill. We need to come together and do one thing, stop participating. And when we do that, the game is over. When we literally say Monday morning, we're not gonna go to work. Imagine if 30 million people didn't go to work Monday. Imagine if 30 million people didn't buy gas on Monday. Imagine if 30 million people went to the bank on Monday and said, I wanna withdraw all my money. They can't even give it to all 30 million because only 15% of the cash is available on hand at any given time. The rest is fake zeros and ones. That would collapse the banking system in one day. You see the power in that? You have the power. We all have the power. But what's keeping us back from doing this? Fear. Oh my God, if I don't go to work, I'm gonna get fired. And if they don't participate in it, and I'm the only one that doesn't show up for work, we're all gonna, I'm gonna lose out and I'm gonna, you're not gonna be able to pay my rent. I'm not gonna be able to pay my, make my car payment and so forth and so on. You see the, you see the trap they have us in? They have us in this system where we're afraid to work together. Man, we're brothers. We should be, you know, link up. Let's do this together. Ukraine and the United States of America, as well as NATO allies that are aligning themselves with America, are on high alert. They say Russia is preparing the use of some sort of large weapon type. They don't know exactly what it is, or at least they're not uh, releasing that information to the public, but it lines up with the United States of America setting up nuclear sniffers inside of Ukraine over the last couple of days. Russia has come out and said that they must remove Zelensky from power. They have said that a regime change is absolutely vital to Russian interests in the continuity of Russia as a, a, a country and a government. So here we have the USA, NATO allies, against Russia. Russia saw this attack, which whether it was a false flag or whether it was a legitimate Ukrainian attack that got the drones past Russian air defenses, which I don't see as being that likely unless it was some sort of insider attack. What we're going to have is the witnessed Now you hear this fam. <clears throat> I know um one of my listeners was saying I have a like a sound like a hall or whatever on my background when it seemed like I be talking but um it ain't I just have a deep voice in the area that I be working on is mm, I guess my deep voice just like a lion yeah, but anyway um you see Russia said that Levinsky got to go right so if they are part of the UN and the UN protect their own, how is this gonna play out, fam? Is this is when Russia gonna hit that bomb? Cause United States go. You already know United States don't play fair, y'all. United States don't play fair, y'all. And they gonna get caught up not playing fair and having us in a in a bad situation. And like the brother said, if everybody stopped going to work and stopped doing all this, this would be a woo. But 
fear. Y'all, y'all talking about y'all believe in the most high, y'all. That's why I don't understand people who go to church on Sundays saying that they they believe in God and be sitting up here dancing and screaming and hallelujah and then they don't really believe in the most high. That's why you don't have a relationship with them. That's why the pastors that y'all are going to doing y'all a bad deed. Because like I said, if your pastor endorsed the vaccine, then he don't, he don't have no knowledge over y'all, man. All he doing is the devil work. The Bible said, many come, but few are chosen. Few are chosen to be saying and doing the things that I do. And saying the things that I be saying. And believing the things that I see. Hey, you can't see it. That's on y'all. But I put it out here for you can hear it. To analyze it in your body. We in a trick hat. We already know the United States don't play fair. So how they going to play fair when Russia start bombing up here? Then they going to start bombing up Russia, tearing up Russia, getting the, Ru- the United States with their weapon going to start getting Russia the business. And then Russia just going to... And then what, what going to happen? And how they... And I don't understand this. Somebody explain to me. We going to analyze this family. We going to... We going to... We're going to analyze this and see how they're breaking the people, y'all. Right? Now, how, if you're going to be on the up and up, right? And you got good morals and value, and you join the military, and the government's crooked. And you going out there risking your life because they're on some crooked, bully stuff. Now, you done, you done broke your family hard and they gonna miss you and all that over somebody else on some old, old weird, on some weird stuff. I don't understand that, fam. How we rocking? How we rocking, fam? Ooh. Now, y'all got to start thinking and, 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 and be getting y'all family and friends and loved ones and people and just be screaming this out, man. Because when there's an uproar, we going to have to be sticking like, we going to have to stick like Gorilla Glue. We got to be like Gorilla Glue, Gorilla Tape. But we going to see if we got it in when it's time for it. When that trumpet hit, we gonna see if y'all ready for it because it's gonna be it's gonna be time to do it. And I hope, and I hope everybody that's listening to this is getting it. If not, and you think I'm just talking some old revolutionary bull crap, you hearing it from your own. Other people saying it. People that I want y'all to hear say other stuff that y'all don't natural normally hear. You're not gonna hear this on the news. You know you go hear this on little p- other uh, other podcasts. This some life and death situations. 
This is some for real, 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 real. But what we do, you already know what we do, y'all. Right. Get it, boy, and get it, girl. Getting us ready for what comes next. You want to talk about $40 gallons of milk, $80 bags of bread? That's the future that some economists warn is ahead for America. In January, the U.S. Treasury took special accounting maneuvers in an action to avoid a default, but these measures no longer suffice. If the U.S. does default now or in the future, we will see an immediate spike in unemployment, estimated to be well over 15 percent. Six to nine million people will lose their jobs, according to Moody's and other reporting outlets. This would be a higher unemployment rate than the peak of 2009, and the recession will last three to five years before any ounces of recovery are seen, even at a corporate or economic level. The fallout from this sort of action would be staggering. Total GDP loss is projected to be around $700 billion to $1.5 trillion while getting us ready for what comes. Genetic DNA evidence of children's teeth in the food, in the burgers, which linked it back to, was it a West, not Wisconsin, Missouri or Wyoming, one of those states that's in the middle of nowhere, where they actually found human meat inside one of the processing plants at McDonald's. And they said, oh, we're not sure how it's happened. Maybe something fell in there and they haven't reported it. But between McDonald's closing, the reports of the, now the Japanese um, McDonald's try to pass the book, try to blame it on the Americans saying, we got the food from the USA. It didn't come from here. And then they said, oh, you know what? That's probably somebody playing a prank. But they're closing a lot of branches down at McDonald's. And McDonald's traditionally, Nick, in the last 40, 50 years has been one of the safest franchises you could buy. Because what they do is they do a very, very detailed demographic study of where you're going to put these McDonald's about the um, the income of the people, where they are, the population. They don't just put them randomly. They're very, very specific about where they are. So human meat in the McDonald's food, including children's teeth that have been ground up and put in there, very disturbing. Why? But why? It's where they hide the bodies. That's what they're saying. You know how many children disappear every year? Where are they going to hide? Say there's 250,000 children disappear in America every year. Where are all the bodies? You know, you're gonna, most people, what are they gonna do? Drive them along the highway? They always get discovered. They never bury them deep enough. You've got weather conditions that expose them, animals expose them. It's hard. You'd be surprised how difficult it is to hide a body. And I'll tell you why I know, Nick, because it's, it's, it's either North or South Carolina, there's the body farm. Now, um, the FBI use this as a training ground. So what happens is when the Americans die, they leave the bodies of science. And what they do in this ground is they put the bodies in different situations. One will be left out, one will be semi-buried, one will be fully buried, one will be buried upside down. They do all these experiments about how um, the decomposing the bodies helps them with the science when they find a murder victim or a, a, a body that they're not sure how it died. So for example, if a larger man dies on his back, they can tell by the insects and how much fat has dripped out of his body underneath, how degraded the grass is and everything to understand how long he's been uh, decomposing for. So they know all about what happens with these bodies, how they do it. They've got all the forensic science about where they're from. There's always genetic. I hired an outside expert. We got every single data point for every patient born in my practice. 2,700 variably vaccinated, 560 some 
unvaccinated and we age matched them and compared them. And this is what we found. This should go on t-shirts. I'm just not organized enough to do it, but you'll see vaccinated in orange, blue are the unvaccinated kids. And it speaks for itself. At doctorsandscience.com, all the slides I'm presenting here are available, so don't worry about trying to catch them all on pictures. But here we go. We're going to go fast because I only have 15 minutes. I want you to see these slides. Here's asthma, blue line unvaccinated, yellow vaccinated, allergic rhinitis, eczema, sinusitis, gastroenteritis, respiratory infections, otitis media, Conjunctivitis, those are eye infections. Wait a minute, I thought vaccines prevented infections. What's going on here? Vaccines shift the immune system to allergy and autoimmunity and you have more and more infections of other kinds. Here's other infections. Here's breathing issues. Here's behavioral issues. ADD, ADHD. There was none in the unvaccinated patients for 10 years in my practice. That's unbelievable, folks. So what was the response of the medical board to this landmark study? They yanked my license. I want to tell you something. You'll hear, oh, um, association does not mean causation. Have you heard that? That's the reason you, your story of your vaccine-injured child doesn't count. It was just a coincidence. It's not a coincidence if we have multiple other studies and we have a mechanism of action. I've already explained the aluminum mechanism. There's another mechanism of too many vaccines too soon causes immune activation, which causes problems. So here's some other studies. This was... Watch. The reason you don't see me in the news is because I am a real victim. Real victims are not being represented by attorneys or in the media. I was trafficked to Jeffrey Epstein and Andrew Windsor by Deborah Palfrey, the DC madam. I was a student at the Catholic University of America in Washington, DC in 2002. I answered an ad in the city paper. The ad was ambiguous. Deborah was professional. I thought I was going on a real job interview. Instead, I was drugged and raped by Paul Hung. I tried to tell Deborah what happened, but something she said made me realize she knew what happened. At that point, they had my driver's license and I did not know what to do or where to go for help. At that point, I was driven by Jonathan Luna to the Bethesda Marriott in, on Pooks Hill, where Jeffrey Epstein and Andrew Windsor drugged and raped me. I have tried to get help. I called the police. I was abducted for two weeks. I was moved from Washington, D.C. by Ed Norris, who was the superintendent of the Maryland State Police. He is now an actor on the show The Wire and has a radio show. My name is Jessica Collins. I live in Virginia. Today is September the 3rd, 2019. If anything happens to me, it's because this information is true, and I have a lot more information about who I was trafficked to in the government, people who are in the White House today. If you could redistribute this video, please save it and redistribute it. If anything happens to me, 
at least I have this out. I have been threatened. My car was disabled by a government employee when the Jeffrey Epstein news broke. I have been without a vehicle for 40 days. I don't know what else to say. Please save this video. Please redistribute it. Please try and spread it. There is no way that this is going to get out there in the media unless we, the American people, do the work. The government is involved and I was trafficked for nearly 17 years. Please try to help by redistributing this tweeting it, talking about it. Girl, I took be gentle I'ma pull up in a rental Then I drop it, then I, then I 